0: Hey, welcome back to the program. Jeff Semple sitting in for Alan Carter. Today, lots to talk about. Thanks for tuning in. Um, You know, early on in the pandemic, one of the hardest hit countries by COVID-19 was South Korea. And yet that country has been heralded over and over as having done one of the best jobs of getting the virus under control quickly. One of the ways it did that was through contact tracing, which has, you know, suddenly become part of our normal vernacular, something most of us had never heard of before. But South Korea did a particularly effective job at contact tracing in large part because of a, you know, pretty extensive surveillance system. So South Korea had emergency legislation that allowed it to monitor monitor everything from bank records, uh, to a person's smartphone location to, um, you know, and on and on even CCTV surveillance footage. So when someone tested positive, they could go back through all these records, find anyone who might've been exposed. And then that person would get an alert on their phone. Now that type of contact tracing sparked a lot of concerns in other countries including here in Canada about privacy. So that has been part of the reason why Canada has been, you know, slow to get on board when it comes to using an app for example to do contact tracing which health experts, you know, will tell you over and over is one of the keys to stopping the spread of COVID-19 and to preventing a potential second wave, which is, of course, something we're all concerned about, speaking of schools and returning to the classrooms in the fall. As of today, after weeks of delays, Canada, Ontario in particular, has now got an app for that. So you can go online now, whether you've got a Google or an Apple phone, and download the COVID Alert app. And it works a little differently, trying to balance contact tracing with, you know, respecting people's privacy. So to talk about that, we are joined on the line now by Anne Kavukian, a household name to many here in Toronto. She's the Executive Director of the Global Privacy and Security by Design Centre and a former three-term Privacy Commissioner of Ontario, the only one who lasted three terms. And thanks so much for joining us here on Global News Radio.
1: My pleasure, as always.
0: Um, and so talk us through the app that is available now and you know and how you feel about it as as a former privacy commissioner how do you feel about the app that is available for download now
1: Uh, believe it or not i love it and the reason i love it it is totally privacy protective it was built on the apple google framework that is totally privacy protective apple walked me through it on two separate occasions i always want to look under the hood trust but verify and no personal information is captured by this app and the reason they're calling it a a exposure notification app not contact tracing is because it doesn't trace you your identity your location nothing there's no surveillance no tracking and that's absolutely critical so what this does is and you choose to download it you can download the app and when you do that it will notify you if you've been exposed to someone who has self-reported as being COVID-19 positive. The app assigns a a random code to a user's device that will ping other users of the app via Bluetooth beacons, which are very privacy protective, and they change every 15 minutes. And it will ping you if you've been within a a range of roughly two meters or six feet from someone who is COVID-19 positive. That tells you you've been exposed to someone who is COVID-19 positive, and then you can decide whether to contact your doctor or the public health authorities to be tested, et cetera. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, impressive, and and nice to hear your endorsement. Uh, you know, so often we're used to talking to you about no. um, you know the opposite, right? Whether it was Google's smart city proposal, uh, you know, usually you call up Ann Kavukian and she says, no, no, don't do that. Uh, and you know, so I with your endorsement, I have downloaded this app uh, this morning, and it does walk you through. You know, right away on, on your phone as you download it, you open the app, and it explains your privacy is protected, and of course, it makes that point that this app unlike many of the others that have been adopted elsewhere in the the world and sparked controversy, this app does not use GPS. So it is not tracking your location. It's using Bluetooth signals that are communicating with other phones nearby. So theoretically, if you visited a restaurant, as I mentioned earlier, person at a table next to you tested positive, you would receive an alert. Um, but, uh, and in, in terms of, you know, for apps like this to be really effective, um, I saw one study done out of Oxford University that said that at least 60% of the population needs to opt in.
1: It's, uh, yes, 50 to 60% is the going rate usually. But if I can just tell you, uh, Germany uh, created an app based on the Apple-Google framework uh, three, four weeks ago. And within 24 hours of its release, 6.5 million people had down- already downloaded it. So I don't know what that is as a percentage, but that was just within the first 24 hours because in Germany, it takes privacy very seriously. They go to great lengths to protect your privacy and your data. So people trusted it. When the government said, we're not collecting any personal information, zero, uh, the, pu- the public trusted it and they started downloading it massively.
0: The fact that we are so, you know, we're a few months into the pandemic now, one of the criticisms, yes. you know, f- over the past few months was, you know, hurry up, right? I mean, like, let's yeah. get let's get going on this. I mean you know surveillance or not when you know lives are at stake here um, and you know we saw South Korea's you I'm know, um, yes. undeniably saving lives by using yeah. that method, right uh, by mm. c- getting outbreaks under control before they got too large. you know what took so long and, and do you think that that, that delay was warranted?
1: Uh, I, I want to be fair to Ontario developed this app and they had it ready to go July the 2nd. So here it is now, four weeks later. So I just want to make sure that Ontario gets credit for the work that had done, and it moved very quickly to get this out. Then the federal government was the one who wanted to release it, fine, so four weeks later. I won't say anything beyond that, but Ontario did go to great lengths to move on this quickly.
0: Right, and people may be listening to this and thinking, wait a second, didn't Alberta do this earlier? And yes, of course they did, but that didn't really work, did it?
1: That's right. It wasn't like this. There was some personal information that could be captured. You have to be able to assure the public none of their personal information is going to be captured, no geolocation data. In fact, Apple, Google banned, they actually used the word banned, the collection of geolocation data, for example, by governments developing this. And they went to great lengths to call it exposure notification, not contact tracing, because they want people to know we're not tracing you, we're not tracking you, this is not a tool of surveillance.
0: Right, so I know we're almost out of time here, but I, I got to ask have you downloaded this app, Ann?
1: I haven't downloaded it because so I've been doing <laughs> interviews all
0: <almost. laughs> All right, all right. We'll let you off the phone. Uh, I know you've got another interview coming up, uh, and hopefully you'll <laughs> you'll get that app sure. there. I had, had to ask, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting oh. to see how many people do. Uh, you know, it was pretty quick and easy to do. Sounds like an important tool in the toolkit again, the fight against COVID-19. And Kavukian, former Ontario Privacy Commissioner, three terms, and the Executive Director of the Global Privacy and Security by Design Center. And thanks so much. My
1: pleasure, as always. Thank you.